Welcome back to the Middling Manager Hub podcast, where we navigate the challenges faced by middle-level managers. I'm your host, Steve Westover, and today we're diving into the topic of accountability. Whether it's holding subordinates accountable to established expectations or ensuring that bosses uphold their part of the employment relationship, accountability is a cornerstone of effective leadership. So grab your headphones, find a comfy seat, and let's get going. But before we get into the strategies, let's start with a real-world scenario. John is a frustrated manager who finds himself grappling with the question, how do I get my people to be more accountable for results? It's a dilemma many of us face as leaders. So picture this, John is in a budget meeting, he sets ambitious yet seemingly achievable targets for the quarter. Janine is a member of his team and agrees to these numbers. However, as the quarter progresses, it becomes evident that meeting these targets is an uphill battle. When confronted by John, Janine claims that the numbers were unrealistic from the start. John is frustrated, and he tries to keep his calm. He reminds Janine that she was part of the team that came up with those numbers in the first place. A tense conversation ensues, with Janine stammering out a weak defense that John promptly tears apart. Later in a debrief, John expresses a question that echoes through countless leaders' minds, How do I get my people to be more accountable for the results? So John's encounter with Janine highlighted a common challenge, setting and achieving realistic goals. Janine, initially confident about meeting the numbers, later claimed that they're unrealistic. John, understandably frustrated, confronts her during a debrief. This scenario is not unique. Accountability requires more than blame and confessions. So what is accountability? It's not just taking the blame when things go wrong. It's about delivering on commitments, taking responsibility for outcomes, and demonstrating initiative with strategic follow-through. This is crucial at all levels of the hierarchy. Executives can't be truly accountable unless their team members allow follow-through on commitments. The key to fostering accountability lies in clarity, specifically in five essential areas. One, clear expectations. Be crystal clear about the outcome, measurement of success, and the approach to achieving objectives. Encourage a two-way conversation and ask for a summary to ensure alignment. Two, clear capability. Identify the skills and resources needed to meet expectations. If something's lacking, discuss a plan for acquiring necessary skills or delegate to someone else. Three, clear measurement. Avoid surprises by setting clear, measurable, and objective targets. Regularly assess progress and address any deviations promptly. Four, clear feedback. Provide honest, ongoing feedback. Focus on facts and be helpful rather than just nice. Feedback should cover performance, collaboration, and capability improvement. While it's always important to stay positive, we can't allow positivity to override honesty. And five, clear consequences. Based on the above, you have three choices. Repeat the process if there is a lack of clarity, reward success appropriately, or release the individual if they're not a good fit for the role. These five elements are the building blocks of a culture of accountability. The magic happens when they work together as a system. If any one of them is missing, accountability falls through the gap. 
It may be beneficial to make this list public and discuss it with your team before specific projects arise. This proactive approach sets the foundation for a culture of accountability. Going back to John's situation, once he understood the gaps in communication with Janine, he could address them systematically. Clear expectations were there, but her capability was lacking. By discussing the gap, John supported her development through coaching and increased milestone reviews, enabling clear and timely feedback. So to answer the age-old question, how do I get my people to be more accountable for results? It really depends. Which of the five areas have you neglected? Identify the gaps, address them systematically, and you'll be on your way to fostering a culture of accountability. Obviously, it's important to have our teams on our same page so that we're all working towards the same goals. And likewise, it's important that we are on the same page with our boss and that our boss is on the same page with us so that we share a clear understanding of expectations, results that are needed, and then the benefits that we will receive if those results are achieved. So in our quest for understanding accountability, let's shift gears a little bit and explore how we evaluate manager effectiveness and more importantly, how we hold managers accountable. And of course, as managers, this is how we can be held accountable as well. Recently, Caitlin Collins shared valuable insights on this matter, and we're here to break it down for you. So performance management is undergoing a significant shift from focusing solely on individual contributors to becoming a collective effort. And in this evolving landscape, managers play a critical role. But here's the challenge. Just because someone excels at their job doesn't automatically make them an effective people leader. So how do we evaluate and ensure manager effectiveness? Caitlin suggests a thoughtful approach, starting with listening to your workforce. Managers must understand what their team members need for effective leadership. Workforce surveys can be a powerful tool in this regard, helping identify trends and providing data-driven insights into performance. Questions about learning preferences, working environments, and communication styles can unveil crucial information. For example, managers who engage in frequent conversations with their team members often lead more satisfied and higher performing teams. Once you've gathered the valuable data, the next step is identifying metrics for evaluating manager effectiveness. Caitlin emphasizes that optimal effectiveness varies by organization, but can be assessed through key factors. One, driving business impact. Assess how managers communicate priorities, set clear expectations, and support their teams in achieving goals aligned with company priorities. Two, lead and develop people. Effective managers foster continuous employee growth by having frequent conversations about career ambitions and helping employees acquire new skills. And then three, cultivate culture. Great managers drive a healthy culture by encouraging open communication, collaboration, and role modeling values-driven behaviors. Caitlin introduces the BEST framework, a tool developed by BetterWorks to assess manager effectiveness. BEST stands for building trust and connection, empowering curiosity and innovation, showing interest and support, and teaching employees how to perform better and take greater ownership of their work. This framework provides a structured way for team members to rate their managers, making the evaluation process seamless and ongoing. But here's the critical point. Making manager effectiveness matter. 
Accountability needs to flow from manager to direct report, creating a system that encourages behavior change. If managers aren't held accountable, why would they care to hold their direct reports accountable? Let's be honest. When we talk about accountability, yes, it's important for our employees to be accountable to us, but we must also recognize that we are accountable to them. A crucial aspect here is to explain to managers exactly how they will be rated for effectiveness and how it affects their pay. Leadership accountability is the lever that facilitates behavior change, and it needs to matter to everyone involved. Let's look at a real-world example of how employees can uh, endeavor to help keep their managers accountable. Meet Sarah. She's a mid-level manager in a growing tech company. At the outset, Sarah appeared promising, having climbed the ranks due to her technical expertise and exceptional individual performance. However, as she assumes the managerial role, things started to unravel. Employees under Sarah's supervision began expressing dissatisfaction with her leadership, despite her technical prowess and showed minimal interest in the professional development of her team. As a result, frustration mounted among the team. Projects faced delays, morale dipped, and employees found themselves grappling with uncertainty. Sarah's managerial shortcomings were impacting the entire team's performance. So the question arises, how can employees help keep a manager like Sarah accountable? Here are some steps employees can take. One, open communication. Foster an environment where open communication is encouraged. If there are concerns about the manager's approach, it's crucial for employees to voice these concerns respectfully. Two, collect feedback. Employees can utilize feedback mechanisms such as surveys or one-on-one discussions to collect data on the team's sentiments. Anonymous surveys can provide a platform for honest feedback without fear of reprisal. However, of course, you want to be careful on this. You don't want to look like you're undercutting the manager and trying to torpedo them. Yet at the same time, it is important to make sure you have good information. It's not just you and your negative opinion of the manager and you're envisioning that all of your peers feel the same way. Three, set clear expectations. If the manager falls short in setting clear expectations, employees can proactively seek clarification. Regular check-ins to ensure alignment on project goals and individual responsibilities are essential. Think about the regular coaching that goes on. Yes, a manager should come with an agenda, some items to be discussed, but employees likewise should come prepared to talk about issues that they have as well. If expectations are unclear, if it appears that things are not going the way that is expected, the employee should bring those up to the manager. Document these items, document the conversations, because you know the manager is documenting them as well. Four, document the issues. Keeping a record of instances where the manager actions or lack thereof have hindered progress can be valuable. This documentation can serve as evidence if more formal intervention is needed. And document the conversations you have. If you communicate via email or text, keep copies of those items so that you can refer back to them if needed. And five, seek guidance. In some cases, seeking guidance from HR or higher-level management may be necessary. If employees exhaust their options internally and see no improvement, escalating the matter becomes crucial. Holding a manager accountable is not solely the responsibility of leadership. It's a collective effort. Employees play a pivotal role in maintaining a healthy work environment, and when a manager falls short, their actions can be instrumental in driving... I'm sure we've all heard the adage... 
that you don't take a problem to a leader, you take the solution. So let's look at some possibilities. If we are facing issues with our, our manager, how do we approach that? Do we take a list of complaints to their boss or to HR, or can we express the, the issues that we're having and maybe even offer some solutions and things that we might be able to do to assist? So let's take a look at a couple of examples of businesses and how they approach manager satisfaction and accountability. The first example is Tech Innovator Inc., a rapidly growing tech company, and it recognizes the pivotal role managers play in employee satisfaction and overall performance. Tech Innovator Inc. implemented a comprehensive manager accountability program. The company initiated regular feedback sessions where employees could anonymously share their experiences working with their managers. These feedback sessions included questions about communication effectiveness, support for professional development, and overall leadership style, emphasizing effective managerial practices and creating a support system for managers facing challenges. The result, well, Tech Invader Inc. witnessed an improvement in employee satisfaction scores and a notable increase in project success rates. By holding managers accountable through feedback and mentorship, the company created a culture that values and nurtures effective leadership. If your organization lacks these methods of accountability and manager evaluation, might be a good thing to suggest. Second, let's shift the focus to Global Retail Solutions, a multinational retail corporation. Facing challenges and aligning manager effectiveness with organizational goals Global Retail Solutions implemented a performance-driven approach to manager accountability. The company established clear metrics tied to organizational success, emphasizing the role of managers in achieving these metrics. Key performance indicators, or KPIs, related to team productivity, employee engagement, and project outcomes, and were defined and regularly tracked. To ensure a 360-degree evaluation, Global Retail Solutions encouraged employees to participate in periodic performance reviews for their managers. The reviews focused on the manager's ability to communicate expectations, foster teamwork, and support individual growth. As a direct link between manager performance and organizational success became evident, Global Retail Solutions incorporated manager effectiveness. These examples illustrate to hold managers accountable. From feedback mechanisms to mentorship programs and performance-driven evaluations, there's really no one-size-fits-all approach. Instead, it's about aligning accountability measures with organizations' goals and culture. As employees, we are the greatest asset, so as long as we're respectful, a good business is going to want to hear this type of feedback. And as managers, we should seek this kind of feedback on ourselves and actually value it and use it to make ourselves better. We've talked a lot about accountability, about how we can help keep our employees accountable, how we as managers should be accountable, and how we as managers can also hold our managers accountable and really work within the organization to make improvements overall. From feedback sessions to mentorship programs and performance-driven evaluations, many businesses have demonstrated diverse approaches to ensure their managers are not just leaders on paper, but effective contributors to organizational success. Remember, accountability is not a one-time checklist. It's an ongoing commitment. Whether you're a manager striving for excellence or an employee seeking a positive work environment, the journey towards accountability is a collective effort. 
And as we navigate the dynamic world of middle management, let's continue to learn from these real world examples, adapt best practices, and foster a culture where accountability is not just a buzzword, but a guiding principle. We should not be afraid of accountability. We should want to be held accountable because that makes us better. And as we hold our employees accountable, it makes the entire team better. It's a journey we're all on together. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode of the Middling Manager Hub podcast. I hope you found valuable insights on holding managers accountable just as we hold employees accountable, and we've learned from some real-world examples. If you enjoyed today's discussion, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Your feedback fuels our journey in bringing you relevant content on the challenges and successes of middle management. As we navigate the ever-evolving landscape of leadership, remember that accountability isn't a destination. It's a continuous journey. Until next time, continue leading with purpose, empathy, and a commitment to the empowered workforce of tomorrow.